And welcome to the Weekly Walker H Town, coming to you from the hub of the community, the Heston Public Library, recorded with podcasting equipment sponsored by USW Local 11228. Hi, Susan. Hey, Rusty. How are you? I'm really good. I just have to say Okay, that ask the question. I know it's coming. Well, now I have two questions. Okay. First, where'd you get that crazy shirt? Uh, it's one of my f- loud golf shirts of my collection. Yes, it's Skulls, Hearts, and Roses. Yeah, people, like, if people hear this today, quickly flag him down because it's spectacular. Thank you. A week ago today was significant yes. because you got to do something really special. And I, I got s- to play a bucket list golf course. Yeah. You, I got to play Flint Hills National over by yeah. Andover. Amazing. Brad, we were talking, Brad Under is one of our guests today, and he Glad said he's, he's played here. it too. Yeah. It's, it's, you don't feel like you're in Kansas. Nope. You don't see anybody else that you're playing there. Um, I'm pretty sure the landscaping has landscaping. Like, th- they landscape everything. Uh-huh. We think we saw a house being built out there. It would probably cost roughly $97 million that okay. you can see from, like, one hole in a tree. So Good to know that that uh, the economy's coming back. It, I'll just say that. It's phenomenal. It yeah. was uh, it was a very, very much of a treat and yeah. well, very good. cool. Well, I thought about you several times. Well, thank you. And then I fried, didn't fry some New Year's cookies, but I sold some New Year's okay. cookies after driving around. And just a shout out uh, to everybody that helped make the Kansas Midnight Relief Sale huge success, almost $600,000, because we talked about that last week mm-hmm. on the podcast. If you did not listen to episode 30, mm-hmm. please do. So today. So today we've got a lot going on. Brad Under from Stanley Black & Decker is here to talk about the transition from Excel to SPD. And then we're going to be joined by Jillian Taves and Courtney Hebert to talk us about the project that the eighth graders and the seniors are doing. Something yeah. which is completely new to me, and I thought that was really cool. So. Yeah, a lot of cool things going on. So, yeah. well, Brad, welcome. Thank you. And um, you've been in Heston a little while. <laughs> just a little while, yeah. <laughs> and so maybe you could just tell our listeners maybe just a little bit of your backstory and how you be, you know, what your initial journey was with what used to be Excel Industries. Yeah, so uh, I started uh, with Excel Industries about 16 years ago. Um, I went to work for them as a product manager. Um, They were working on some uh, lines of golf course equipment. They had a strategic partnership. And so Paul and Adam asked me to come in. My background, I was uh, at the golf course for a number of years there working there. So I knew a little bit about equipment. I had my own mowing business also. So um, with all that experience, they asked me to come in and do that. And quickly that transitioned from just concentrating on that piece of business to the whole book of business uh, from a product standpoint. Um, uh, that uh, the golf course equipment and that strategic relationship didn't last very long, but uh, I was already well deep into the uh, zero turn mower side of things. So. Um, I quickly picked up all of the uh, business for product. Hold on. We like to give people a dress yeah, rehearsal. There you go. Unintentionally. Well, I th- well maybe not. I guess we're going. Hey guys. Okay, we're still Thanks there. Thanks for yeah, staying yeah, with no, us. We're still there. Yeah. Okay. And and I didn't say anything too crazy when no, I didn't yeah, think this no, mic no, was no. hot. Okay, so the street strategic. Yes. Go ahead. Yeah, that's so that relationship ended, ended, and then uh, like I said, I picked up the the zero turn side of things and uh, kept running with that. Um, I left for um, about after seven years. I left for one year. Uh, left XL for one year. Um, I called my sabbatical. Uh, I actually <laughs> took another job. Um, and quickly realized how much I missed the outdoor power equipment industry. Um, I missed zero turn mowers. I missed our dealers. I missed the relationships with our sales team and our dealer network that's spread out throughout the United States and actually the world. Um, and so 
Um, I got a text message, ironically, is about a year uh, after I'd left, not quite a year, uh, from Adam and just said, hey, would you like to talk sometime, have lunch? And I said, sure. We had a great relationship still. So Adam Mullet, you know, um, yes. son of, right. of Paul Mullet, uh, who was our president. And uh, I said, sure. No, you know, why not? And so we got to talking. And he just said, you don't happen to want to come back and, and work at Excel. And I said, well, you know, ironically, I was just thinking about calling you and seeing if I could come back uh, anyway. So cool. um, it all worked out well. Um, and so I left for a year and have been back now um, for another, what, eight, seven, okay. eight, nine years or whatever it is. Yeah. It's been, it, it seems like forever. So, and um, but anyway, yeah. And um, in that time period when I came back, uh, took a slightly different role uh, just in the product development side, but just uh, elevated up into uh, director of, of uh, new product development. So okay, good to hear that. Yeah. Yeah. So I I just have to say it's really interesting to me to hear you say you missed the product, yeah. you missed the dealers because I think sometimes people who have worked basically enti- the entire career in the helping professions we have a narrow view of that people form relationships and attachments in the business world that are extremely meaningful. So I appreciate you saying that yeah, right off absolutely. the bat. That's good to hear. So it's been a little a bit of a transition. What, about a, a year, SPD, uh, or a little over? I think it's been about 15, 16 months. Okay. okay. Like so so um, you're now under the Stanley Black and Decker umbrella. Mm-hmm. How did that uh, transition go, and then maybe say a little bit about uh, employee feedback too. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, you know, obviously, when that when that whole transition happened, um, it took some time for it to uh, funnel down throughout mm-hmm. the whole organization. Um, some people, depending on the different level you are, and you went to a meeting and you started learning about in, what we call integration. So you're integrating right. our company into Stanley Black mm-hmm. and Decker. Mm-hmm. The unique thing about this integration was it wasn't just XL Industries into Stanley Black and Decker. At the same time that Stanley Black and Decker bought us, they also bought another one of our what I would call our competitors. Oh. So another okay. OEM that builds mowers also is in the outdoor power equipment industry. So they acquired both of us basically at the same time. So not only were we integrating into Stanley Black and Decker, this other company was integrating and then we're all trying to integrate together. Mm -hmm. So um, it became three big companies um, uh, with a lot of stuff going on uh, and trying to integrate together Uh and learn each other, learn processes. So I would say at the beginning, and and I can say this and and hopefully not get in trouble, but (laughs) it felt messy because you didn't know, hey, am I... Am I working with this company, this Stanley, and, and everything like that? So you had to start to understand who you're reporting to. Mm-hmm. So for, for the people, like you asked about the, the employees here in Heston, if you were not, if you were in an office position, you were probably going to end up reporting at some point to somebody other than somebody that worked here. Mm-hmm. Unless you had Makes a boss sense. that I worked here. I can see that. So mm-hmm. like my people kept reporting to me, but then I reported to somebody else. So all of our processes, all of our meeting cadences, all that kind of stuff changed. I mean, even down to it's it's things you don't even think about, like um, my expense reports, all, everybody's expense report. Mm-hmm. Well, now you're going through a whole new process. You're right. not running it through the same. Right. They, so they, did, they didn't adopt what you were doing. No, you had to adopt what we they were doing. We what they were doing. And so everybody, it's almost like starting a brand new job. Yeah, you kind of know what you do, but you're having to, to, sure. to relate that completely differently. So it's like going to a new company and saying, hey, I know what I do, but now i got to mm-hmm. do it your way. Mm-hmm. So. Right. And well, there, there, were, sorry, there were probably some of that with the people who come in, I mean, maybe people coming in or, or people that are showing what you guys are doing out there, they're having to learn what you guys do yeah. also and how this affects what a- they a- do. Absolutely. And and we, we're a 100% dealer business, mm-hmm. so we only sell the dealers. And the other two companies sell a lot even into uh, big box stores and stuff like that. 
We had that relationship at one point right. with Lowe's, um, but we don't do that anymore. So mm-hmm. our business is different, the way mm-hmm. we think about things. And, and, and so sometimes we had to talk, you know, they kind of look and say, why do you do that? And then once you explain about the dealer, oh, then, then it, you know, so right. it would make sense. You so. were educating them along a, the way, a too. Little bit, a little bit so. Yeah, yeah, and I would think that anything as big as this, if it weren't messy, yeah. we would be worried yeah, because absolutely. what that means is then the mess is coming later. That's so right. I think it's good, yeah. you know, to really dig through that. So you've kind of already talked a little bit about the challenges, but mm-hmm. um, for me, as a person who drives past there, I notice I'm like, oh man, they have to change all those signs. I bet that's really stressful. That was probably the smallest stress. Yeah, that was small <laughs> stress compared to some of the other things. Yes, sure. Absolutely. <laughs> so did you did you have to adjust the paint color? Because Stanley Black and Decker's yellow is a little different than the Hustler yellow. Yeah, How did correct. that all work? So we did not, we have not changed our Hustler yellow and we will not change okay. our Hustler yellow. So the only place that Hustler mowers are still built today is right here in Heston, okay. Kansas. We don't build Hustler mowers right. anywhere else. They're built right here in Heston, Kansas. So we've kept the Hustler yellow. We also have our own black. What's crazy is, so one of the companies that we bought or that was acquired out of all this, you know, which was MTD, they have mm-hmm. Cub Cadet brand. They're yellow and black. Stanley's yellow and black. Nobody uses the same yellow, and <laughs> right. nobody uses the same right. Like, shock yeah. wood, right? right? Right. And nobody's going to change. Right. Everybody's of course like, not. Oh, I'm not changing. No, that's my identity. And, and that's whatever. my one one three one one. That's exactly right. right. Yeah. 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 The Pantone <laughs> yeah, thing. Pantone, so. Cool. So, well, okay. So you talked about the color hasn't changed, but has the manufacturing process had to adjust or change? Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, absolutely, it's had to change a little bit. But we have not changed the way we build product right. here in Heston. So. Uh, Hustler has always been known for being a uh, what we would call a heavy duty, well built, you know, kind of that. Uh, hey, we don't cut any corners. We're gonna we're gonna definitely uh, throw as much metal as, as as much structure into the product Absolutely. That we need to be that what we would call a premium or a high end type of product. And we haven't changed any of that here in Heston at all. Uh, what has changed, maybe more from a manufacturing side, is we're starting to get some investment mm-hmm. from when you go from a family owned company. You know, you the, the dollars are there to spend some but mm-hmm. not always to spend what you would like to you know that big dream to yeah. oh man we can make sense so we've been able to uh now with that they're starting to put some investment in our factory into our factory to help us from an automation side of things and uh-huh. to, to get more product out um We've been, you know, ever since uh, the wonderful world of COVID, we've been oversold on our product to our dealers. We have so many orders in the system and and just not enough time in the day to build it. And so uh, they're helping to... um, to, uh, to give us some automation into our factory so that we can actually get more product out right. to our dealership. I'd also give credit to that as we've, uh, from whether it's from the uh, to my own horn or a little bit or, or whatever you want to say, but from the product side, from the product development side, but going over and then kicking those ideas to engineering, having engineering develop a fantastic product, you mm-hmm, know, mm-hmm. bulletproof all the years of experience that those engineers have out there to develop a great product that our dealers want to sell and that the customers want mm-hmm. to buy. So yeah. it's really worked out well for us. And so that's why we have such a nice order book uh, out there right now. Um, everything has worked together. Um, it was a fantastic company. I mean, the Mullet family did a great job pull, putting that company yeah. together and all the things they did. And we've just carried that on now since mm-hmm. uh, since the purchase. Of and Stanley. I'm sure that they are very proud of that and would have wanted that. And, Absolutely. and everybody that lives in this town should want that same thing, too, Absolutely. because, you know, we want you to be solid. We want right. people to be waiting for your product. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. you know, you talked about um, some efficiencies and things. I know that XL had a deep history of supporting and giving to the community. I also understand that 
it when you have a publicly traded company that has locations yeah. and practices and traditions of their own. There, there might be some changes. So how do you see Stanley Black & Decker investing maybe currently, but also on down the road yeah. into this community? Absolutely. So uh, we've taken, and I, I don't want to really call it a pause because we haven't paused. We've still been able to give. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what we're doing is just kind of restructuring that, uh, getting our feet underneath ourselves and now understanding, hey, here's the things that are important to mm-hmm. whether it's our community, the local communities around the area. Yep. Not all our employees are from Heston, Kansas. Right. So right. we can't just say that we're gonna invest dollars in Heston. We gotta be looking at the other small communities around the area and that have relied on the generosity of the Mullet family over the last uh, 15, 20, 30 years of the giving that they gave back to some of these communities and say, hey, where can we give? What are the things that we feel passionate about? And we'll give back to those. And so we're starting that uh, process now. There's been a long learning curve. Um, I I stepped into the integration role in addition to my product role uh, back in June or July of this year. And so I've been in a lot of those meetings where we're starting to put those plans together to be able to give back to the community, hopefully get some signage up at the ballparks and and the different places like that where where you see other businesses that that have invested back into this community. Certainly. And we look forward to that. And I definitely, you know, just my very shallow not-for-profit background because it's not super deep but you know I know that that companies have to reflect and you have to sometimes kind of pick and choose you know you can't just write a ten dollar check to a million people when you might be able to write a ten million dollar check to a few agencies so so when these folks from SBD come to town You know, like kind of how does that go and um, what what do they like to see? What do you show them about H-Town? I mean, I know that they don't just say, take us everywhere. Yeah, right. but Absolutely. So um, obviously we get lots of people, whether we're traveling to other places or we have people that come into, into Heston. One of the key themes, and, and I think hopefully this dovetails into what we're talking about today a little bit, is um, just the, the compliments from these people. You know, we got people coming from big cities, whether it's Cleveland, Ohio, Baltimore, Maryland, or anywhere else throughout the United States. And we got people that are coming in and they're just like, you know, first off, they hear the we're a town of 4,000. So they think they're going to, you know, come into this little podunk, right. small right. town. <laughs> and they come Horse here. and buggies yeah, and there's right. hitching posts and people riding, their, exactly riding right. their horses down Main Street. Yeah, yeah. right. And, <laughs> and they're just blown away at our community. They come in here and they're just like, man, this place. I mean, you can tell people care for this community. Yeah. Just the investment that people make, whether it's in their homes or their businesses, or whether the, it's the investment that the city makes in, you know, just keeping everything mowed nice and neat and trimmed and clean they hear about an 18 hole golf course they're like wow that's amazing for a town of 4,000 the parks that they get to drive by they see the schools when we're driving around or or when we're going to lunch Um, it's kind of funny because I always say hey I'm going to take you guys to the retirement community for lunch and they look at me like are you what what are you doing and I said no no wait till you get there and then we show up there and then we walk into that nice uh, water's edge and you got a view of the pond and they're just like Oh my, I was not mm-hmm. expecting this. Yes. So, <laughs> I am so glad that you are yeah. able to be that voice with your deep investment in the community, Absolutely. that you're Absolutely. the yeah. one showing them. And yeah, I mean, now I don't want to invite people to come on a factory tour because that's not my place. <laughs> Although if you need somebody to coordinate that, just let me know. But right. um, <laughs> So I have had the privilege of touring XL probably 12 times now. Mm-hmm. And that's with the summer camp that I do with kids going into sixth and seventh grade. 
their eyes are just like popping out of yeah. their head when they're doing that. But what is the policy now on public tours? Yeah, absolutely. Um, if, if somebody really wants to take a tour, we'd, I'd rather see it a group of maybe five or six that would come so that we don't just take individuals every right. single day or something like that. But if you could get a, a group of, of five or six people that said, hey, I'm really interested. I've lived in this town for however long, and I don't even know what you guys do over there. Give me a call. Give me a, you know, get, holler, um, call call the uh, number to the receptionist. She can get you over to, to myself. And we can set up a tour for you to come and, and see the factory. What's amazing, and, and Susan, you can echo this, is you go from the start of that tour as you see a flat sheet of steel. And then when you're done with that tour, that thing can cut grass. You know, yeah. it's amazing what is all happening behind those doors. Give credit to that, to, to again, the vision of the Mullet family, a vision of uh, all the people that have worked there over the years, out in that factory, out in that operation facility, because it's amazing what gets done out there. It is mind-blowing. And I think that, you know, I-135 has become a manufacturing corridor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're very proud of um, Agco, XL, Absolutely. BMG, Heston Machine and Weld. I mean, that that is huge for our community, and I, I just want to affirm it. From start to finish, how long does it take a mower to get made in your place? Oh, goodness. I knew you'd ask me a question like that. <laughs> well, I mean, that's um, a pretty deep question. Yeah, I can't believe deep. I yeah, came I up with it. But, I, but I mean, it's not four days. Oh, isn't no. It just oh, like no, no, less no. than four hours? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So, um, and, and tack time, well, you know, once the, so you have the back shops. Obviously, you got to, in the back shops, they've got to cut laser form, yeah. the parts, and yeah. everything like that. Get those ready for paint. And everything like that. You got paint and weld that, or weld and then paint that has to happen, and then you got assembly. But tack time on mowers can be uh, anywhere as short as you know three or four minutes to run a mower completely through. You know, a residential product that mm-hmm. and I might be stretching a little bit there, but a little bit more than that. But you can when you watch them go through those stations, it does yeah. not take very long to build a lawnmower. Some of the residential stuff that doesn't have as many components. So sure. we can yeah. crank out quite a few of those in a day. You know, uh, just for for a reference point. You know, we're hitting, depending on the day, depending on, um, you know, people, and I'll I'll put a plug in. If if anybody's looking for a job, we're always hiring. uh, So, you know, uh, go to our website. But um, if if we have enough people that day and we have the the parts and everything there, we can build anywhere from 300 to 450 mowers in a day. Insane. Isn't that, that is amazing. That's a a lot of grass to cut. It is a lot of grass. That's why we need to keep thanking the maker for the rain. You know, Brad, next time I'm there, I want to tie a little uh, piece of yarn on on something and then I'll watch it mm-hmm. and see I'll see it at the end <laughs> like I'll wait at the end and say there it is it only took just Qual- quality will pull that off yeah exactly oh, so. okay. just have a Susan tag how on about yeah, that could go. I could I do a little different color of yellow spray or <laughs> yeah. something I'm just so <laughs> curious but well Brad what else I mean I know you're very involved in the community and you and your wonderful wife Andrea have yep. two busy sons so what <laughs> what do you do in your free time other than serve on city council oh boy so city council takes up uh, quite a bit of time. Um, I also, I really enjoy, and this goes back from my days, whether it was at the golf course or having the, the mowing and landscape business, I love to work in the yard and uh, work on the work on the landscaping and all that kind of stuff. Try to try to have the best grass in the neighborhood. It's a competition if you ever come down Meadow Lane. So, you know, it, it's, it a, is. it's a I, deep yeah, fight down it, there. There's, so, it's a battle. Yeah, it's a battle. Serious so, stuff. Um, yeah. So I, I really enjoy doing that. And then uh, Obviously, my wife likes to travel, um, so she likes to. I travel quite a bit for work, and so then when I come home, I'm kind of like, oh, do I? Really? And then she's like, well, that was your, that was work. We're going here, <laughs> yeah. here. Mm-hmm. So we like to go on a, a at least one or two uh, nice trips a year. Good so. deal, Rusty. Awesome. What else should we I, ask him? He's I don't know. Done I think such he's done job. a he's done a great job. Yeah, I mean, this is this is really cool, Brad. It's it's good to see the 
extension of what's going on and the development of the aspect of it and and hear that this is still a great place to work. Absolutely. It is. It's a fantastic place to work. And and Rusty, I just appreciate so when I got the text from Rusty to do this, I'm kind of like, uh-oh, what's what's going on here? And then he sent me a follow-up email and said, oh, by the way, the middle school and the high school counselors are going to be here. So I thought I was coming to an intervention. <laughs> no, I didn't realize. <laughs> well, um, that we're not, actually gonna, no, just keep no, in mind that you haven't left yet. I haven't yet. left yet. Yeah. So, <laughs> got to get out of the room. No, it's really huge. Um, I, I just think Rusty uh, has helped me to see how broad this show can be, the podcast, and, and it's really important. We want to hear from a lot of different kinds of voices because this is a big part of Heston. Oh, it, and absolutely. Very much so. We've got all these different walks of life that are coming together and living in our small town yep. and taking pride, like you said, yeah. in, in H-Town. So. Yeah. And jobs matter. Absolutely. I mean, you know, 100%. in my house, the, this phrase was January was job month. Yeah. So if you were above age nine, you had to tell us mm-hmm. by February 1, where are you working this yeah, summer? So absolutely. Uh, glad to know you're still hiring. Yes. Um, you know, really, a kid could start working for you on the line and maybe eventually just be selling mowers on your behalf in New Zealand. Absolutely. <laughs> We've had that conversation. You know, I've, I've met with Kevin Logan before, and it's like, how do we plug in some of these kids that say, hey, maybe I don't want to go to college? And you can kind of walk them through the path of here's where you can start, but that's not the end of it. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. it's like, right. hey, there's, you know, there's a whole world out there to take uh, and, and run up through Right, that, so. and for people who enjoy the trades and want to do a hands-on Absolutely. job every day for the rest of their years, we also know take that you're pride in you're being there. somewhere in the and U.S. and go, I made that. Absolutely, yeah, and that's, that's right. what's so neat is you travel wherever you go throughout the United mm-hmm. States, and I've traveled uh, to other countries before, and you see your product, and mm-hmm. it's pretty then you cool, get to stop and talk to somebody, and you're like, you know, that was made in Heston, Kansas. Yeah, exactly. So it is neat. Yeah, yeah it's huge. Well, Brad, thank you. you thank bet. you so much, Brad. Absolutely. Thank you. Take care. We'll have you in again. Okay, Sometime. no, that sounds good. Okay. Thank you, guys. All right. Appreciate it. Have a good rest yep. of the day. You too. So, Rusty, yes. um, what we're getting ready to do here is transition. We well, I, I have an idea. I have an idea. Have so an idea? I'm going to give this microphone back. We're going to turn it off, and we're okay. going to put it over there. Then I'm going to mess with my cord. I think I can make mine work by messing okay. with the cord. So I, while you're doing that, okay. I'm just going to tell a couple random sure. stories about um, – the camp that we do in the summer because it does really allow kids an opportunity to see stuff in the community and when they go through excel they literally get to start at the beginning of the line and they see a piece of sheet metal and then at the end they see a finished product and i think that's huge so i would encourage people who listen to this today to kind of take brad at his word and gather up some people and you know just think about going over and and let him know in advance that you would like a tour with with a group of friends. I think that it helps us to understand the importance that manufacturing does play in our community. And the the other thing, I mean, there's a couple things in our town um, that are are huge, healthcare um, and manufacturing. But I got to tell you, for for me, all those things kind of are just a very close second to education because, um, as we know, without education, You'll be homeschooling your kids. <laughs> we'll just say that. <laughs> and and I don't know about yeah. you, Rusty. You were a little better behaved than I was, but my mom and dad could not get me sent off to kindergarten I was better fast behaved enough. Are you sure? Uh, well, we'll talk about that in some the other, some other time this some hot other time, summer. Yes. So uh, are we good? Not quite. I'm still messing with the... I'm Let me just hand you my microphone, okay? okay. okay. All right. All right. <sighs> Technology, it's so tough and so fickle sometimes. <laughs> Hi, guys. Hi. We're joined by Julian Taves and Courtney Hebert. We're going to talk a little bit about these 
projects. So both Heston Middle School and Heston High School have end-of-the-year projects for students of eighth grade and seniors that are relatively new to the district. How did these programs come about? Courtney, I'm going to have you turn your mic on. There we go. Perfect. Um, yeah. Do you want me to start? Sure. Okay. Uh, well, we started, this is our third year of okay. Project Me, and uh, what we wanted to do was look at our um, USD 460 vision and framework and uh, the student success outcomes and just try to figure out a way to, to best showcase those in our students and um, really prepare them for high school okay. through their individual plan of study. So that's how it initially began, with lots of um, brainstorming and thinking about what's the best way to do that. Okay, so what exactly is the Project Me then? Let's, <laughs> let's describe it a little bit and maybe tell us the, about the process and the various components and, mm -hmm. and how the teachers and students work together. Yeah, um, well, it is what it, its title is. It's Project Me, so okay. it's all about students and um, individually who they are and essentially um, a reflection of the way they've grown over the four years in middle oh, school yeah. okay. from the time they've been itty-bitties coming in at fifth grade to leaving and preparing for high school. Um, so it starts in fifth grade. We have students journal and reflect on various things. Um, oh, very interesting. And then uh, by the time they're in eighth grade, we have uh, intentionally set some things up. Like a, we, we call it a skill shadow day, but it's, um, it's job shadowing mm -hmm. for kids. Mm -hmm. um, some of that gets touched on in seventh grade through leadership training and okay. um, preparing to, to get their buddies. Um, but everything that they do their eighth grade year, whether that is um, the budget simulation, whether that's skill shadow, uh, we have leadership lectures in, so we have people from the community come in and talk about leadership to eighth graders. We just really want to solidify that in our eighth okay. graders and prepare them for for high school. Yeah, I understand. That would be that would have been very interesting if we would have done that when I was in eighth grade because <laughs> we were one year removed from the tornado. So that would have mm, been very yeah. interesting to see how that impacted us as seventh graders into sure. into eighth graders. Yeah, so sure, sure. So. Um, is there any information that's shared with anyone other than their eighth grade classmates? And how are other HMS students, family, and community members involved? Yeah, so um, we once they have um, completed the project, and uh, we typically have them present those uh, in May, okay. at the end of the year, um, we invite families of the students in. We um, Their RS um, is invited to okay. the presentation. And we have uh, community members, and typically, um, some that we've used for either leadership lectures or the Skill Shadow Day come in to be panelists for the presentation. And we want it to be intense. We want it to yeah. be like a job interview. We want them to be a little nervous, which sounds mean, I, but, but we, want, we want to prepare them. I, I do understand that because even I did that as a senior at WSU along those lines mm -hmm. of being involved in a, in a panel like that and it, yeah. it's nerve-wracking but I think it does prepare them a lot yes yeah and then they can give really good feedback yeah. about eye contact or if they have questions or things like that yeah uh, what do you as an HMS counselor see as the main benefit of this project me well I would tell you this that when I was in school I know it was a million years ago before the dinosaurs were born um, we didn't have anything like this right we weren't, we weren't prepared um, we didn't take interest inventories or know anything about careers and um, I think this really helps kids kind of at least solidify not what they're going to do in eighth grade because they're mm -hmm. in eighth grade, but at least get an idea like, hey, I'm pretty good at public speaking or I'm pretty good with people or I'm interested in this. Um, and so I think that helps kind of solidify that. And then moving into high school um, kind of gives them a clear direction right. as well as confidence. And Absolutely. This is kind of where I want to go and where I see myself. Absolutely. Uh, and I mean, I mean, obviously, this is going to impact them entering high school. Do you see people do you? Do you then hear people come back and say, man, this really helped out? Do you get that kind of response and that feedback from, from these kids? Then when you see them 
forever at a game or whatnot. Yeah, I think the, uh, the components of it, for sure, mm-hmm. um, kids have come back. And, you know, whether that is through leadership training and learning how to introduce yourself, um, shake hands, things like that, yep. or um, just the reflection and being self-aware, yeah. um, I think that's really helpful for kids. Yeah, I mean, I mean, granted, I was in school when we were still the Panthers, so it was a few years back. <laughs> so, yeah, we were still black and gold in the Panthers. So, <laughs> Courtney, uh, tell us a little bit of the Senior Exit Project, or is there another name for this? Just kind of senior presentation, okay. and it really does piggyback off of Jill in the middle mm-hmm. school and what they do quite a bit. Um, essentially, kind of where it began was the individual plan of study, like she mentioned. So IPS is a term that we kind of use, and that's what is, I mean, put onto us from yeah. the state as well. Um, wants you to encompass a lot of different elements in kids four years of high school and one of those being an electronic portfolio that they have and have access to when they leave high school and so um, a part of their presentation is accumulation of everything Mm -hmm. they've done over their four years but more so like a showcase probably in their junior senior year stuff that has really built up to that point Mm -hmm. so um, whether that be I mean the, the different elements, and I can kind of read off some of that, is they have like kind of their about me page and so a nice little picture of them and a good write-up of just general information about themselves and one of their favorite quotes, um, education tab where it includes their resume, which they build that every year. They work at a Zello is kind of like the student mm-hmm. system that we use for them to go in and do self-assessments and all that stuff. Um, and they pull that from that and make it look a lot more pre- professional for the purpose of this. Um, a reference list, so they contact references and they have that handy because as soon as they leave us, I mean, they're going to be using right. those documents immediately. Right. And we want them to know that's what this is and that's how you use it appropriately. And then a high school experience, kind of a personal reflection um, on something that they valued academically, personally, professionally. Uh, and then a post-secondary plan and kind of career research mm-hmm. as well. So years 13 and 14 after high school. Whether that is I'm going to K-State to get my bachelor's in kinesiology or whether it is I just finished my welding certificate mm-hmm. through Newton and now I get to go work here. Sort yes. Of thing. Um, so building on that and then career research and I mean so that they know okay what's the job outlook look like for this area that you think that you're going into and what's the annual salary that you're probably going to receive in Kansas Mm -hmm. you know so doing a little bit of research of that and then a personal artifact so showing a picture of um, when they were showing sheep for 4-H, you know, and like the medals they received for that or um, state championship. We've got right. a couple of those, you know, yeah, recently. Few, few so. those. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so a picture of them and, and being able to speak to those moments and how it helped them grow and what they really reflected upon with that. So really, again, a showcase of them, um, but getting to practice in front of a panelist of three individuals, community members, business people. Okay. Um, and I really emphasize, I mean, asking those follow-up questions just to what they presented on, but then also interview style and say, mm-hmm. okay, what would make you a good nurse? You know, you say you yes. want to go into the nursing field, what would make you a good nurse? So, um, again, not to scare them, but to make them practice some of those absolutely, things. And absolutely. And shaking hands and having your resume handy and handing it to them and that sort of thing. So, good practice. Very much so. I think the I, – I see that a component creating a resume, and that is such a lost art. I didn't ever yeah. actually do that till I was in WSU, and we sat down and did that. And then I've helped at the college before, and they, these kids don't know how to make right. a resume and what goes into a resume. So that's huge in that aspect. Right. If you can come out and – and we even talked about the college. Well, why don't they have a resume writing class? And I think that's a lost art in yeah. a way, in a way, shape, or form. Absolutely. Uh, and you know, so they present to one another, and you so or, or do they present to one another in a, or in a panel? So they actually in freshmen, sophomore, juniors, they present to each other basically a mini version of this. Okay. Uh, and we just started this last year. So this was totally brand new. Um, and then I feel good about this year. Last year, I ended up having a baby. So I didn't even get to see the fruits <laughs> of my labor. I'm really sad, but I'm very excited about this year that I get to, I see everything come together. Um, but 
the seniors go in and it's an entire day and it's about 20 minutes in between and so our panelists some of them are for there for all three sessions mm -hmm. we have like 83 seniors this year so it's quite a I mean, right. quite a few number of kids presenting um, and they go in they hook up their Chromebook and they present and then they exit and then that student kind of comes into the panelists yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it would be a little nerve-wracking, but it, it's yeah. it really it's it's a learning it's experience. It's a good safe experience. It is a safe exactly yeah. exactly the feedback that you can get then and say, okay, this is something you might want to think about working on, or, or your eye contact, or in your handshake, or exactly it's those little things that are that are such a lost art these yes. days. Yes, and we've had Workforce One is like an outside entity that has come in and helped them talk about resume. Um, they just came in last week and talked about interview etiquette mm -hmm. and so that important information because yeah. they might have never experienced. They've had lots of jobs but maybe not had an interview exactly. you know, or a professional one. Right, exactly. So it's good for them to hear from someone else other than me so they maybe retain yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and that's the multi the multi different perspective and someone oh, yes. else from this and, and you're going, well, this is my career. They're telling me this. Maybe I ought to listen yeah. to what they say. Uh -huh. So, yeah. <laughs> The last nine weeks of the, the senior year is similar in some ways to the last minute of an hour-long church service. <laughs> yeah, no, it's true, Susan. Kids might be ready to get home and enjoy grandma's pot roast. How does completing a project like this in the final nine weeks help keep those students focused and invested in school and not have the bad case of senioritis? I don't know what you're talking about. Senioritis does not exist. No. I had it as a junior. Okay, I had it as a junior at my end of my junior year. No, it's, it's there, and it's unavoidable because it, yeah. I'll tell you what, last year, and this was our first year, so they're kind of our guinea pigs. They kept saying, we don't have enough time. We don't have enough time. This year, I was told I gave them too much time, okay. so <laughs> I cannot do it right. No, they are given um, all of second semester, basically. Right. They're given 30 minutes every week during what's called our crew time, but mm -hmm. on Thursdays, they go to grade level groups, and that's where they can focus on it. And um, I, I push out the minimal amount of work that you need to work on. And maybe if you're going to make it even better, I mean, there's individuals who really like graphic design and go all in. Yes. There's others that it's a little bit more basic, and that's okay. You know, mm -hmm. um, everybody's going to have a different format. Um, but that's the kind of the time that they're given with that. And so I know it's a little bit of a push now. And so I, I have threatened some with the LS, <laughs> the learning support time, to have to come in early. They don't get to right. sleep in on certain days. But they have. They've stayed on top of it and um, through the various workshops, like the interview etiquette mm -hmm. and whatnot, it, I think it pulls them back in to think, okay, oh, I think for so myself, too. this is applicable. You know, it's not just the same thing over and over. So it's a good change up. It's a good change oh, up to wrap up their senior year. Absolutely. And it showcases them. It feels good. Not, not everybody would agree or feel like they're nervous about it, but like it feels good to talk about yourself in good ways too, you know? It does. So I, I appreciate that. It allows them to showcase themselves. It does. And maybe it, it, maybe, maybe this is something that a kid who may, might fly under the radar yeah. a little bit, who's not as extracurricular activity, right. gets to do this and, right. and take pride in their working to show themselves off in, in their own light and exactly. get some of their own spotlight for that, yes. their 15 minutes yeah. of fame or whatnot. Yes. So I mean, some of our kids have been working all four years of high school. And right. That's what they do after school. Mm -hmm. And that, and they've worked their way up the ranks. And so it, it, they get them to showcase themselves too. What do you think the main benefit for the project for the students who are leaving and what has most likely been a 13 career, what has most likely been a 13 year career as a student, you know, because you go, you're here for 13 years. I, I did. I from kindergarten all the way through high school, from the elementary school to the Panthers at middle school. I can't get over that, but I'm going to, I'll let it go at some point to being a swather and graduate in 1995. So right. now I, I think it's just a good like hurrah final and mm -hmm. they can walk away with that. That electronic portfolio is a website that right. they will have with them. And I've had students come back and say, I'm still using this because several colleges might still require you to have some sort of oh. portfolio as well that then you show. So they've already got at least started. Right. I think they can add to it. Um, and and it, it pushes them to complete that resume and make it look 
good because mm-hmm. they know it's about to be like critiqued a little bit, you know, and it pushes them to want to look good and professional in right. front of another human because they know they're going to have a panelist maybe there to speak to them mm-hmm. about it. So I like it in that it pushes them, and I like it that it just puts them on a spot in a good way, though. In a Absolutely. Good way. Absolutely. Yeah. I think I think it's very key that there are so many little things that they don't understand that students don't understand, such as getting in inter- getting mm-hmm. your references and asking someone to be a reference. Right. You don't just put someone down and you ask them so they understand or asking someone to write a letter of recommendation right. for you say would you be willing to do this and, right. and understanding that it's a it's a very big task right. and you ask the right people who have the faith in you that you want them to do that so right. yeah so this this the end thing is it is a full project, but I think it's the process and the things right. that make it up that makes it really good for them. Yeah. No, this is a very, very neat thing. I'm very – this is cool to be to, – to hear about, and I wish I would have had that as a senior. <laughs> so, But times have changed so much, and I think you're taking advantage of what the technology out there that we can use. So right. can people that in the community have they – has anyone reached out and said, hey, I'd like to be a panelist? Or would you take those people who say would say that? I would absolutely take them. We, I just literally yesterday put plugged in my last panelist. I had to ask somebody else because someone else dropped out. Mm-hmm. Um, but we have from, I mean, the mayor to Mr. Kevin Logan, mm-hmm. um, I mean, to Fire EMS, you know, that sort right. of thing. So we have a wide range of people who have the experience of maybe interviewing folks, right, mm-hmm. and, and know maybe the right questions to ask and, and kind of just help them network as well, too. Absolutely. It's good for them to hear that and, and hear from people out in the in the field as well. So and and I didn't mention this, but last year we didn't totally open it up to everybody, I should say. I don't know. We were, there was a first year. We're like, what right. the heck are we doing? Um, You're building the plane as you fly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So this year, um, we're definitely wanting parents to come in and be able to see that. So um, students get their schedule actually on Thursday this week, and they're going to share that with parents. And so they're a lot. When I mentioned that to kids at the start of all, they're like, oh, come on. But like, right. it's fun. Your parents don't get to see you in that light. And again, right. they see you when you're tired and you come home from school or practice or whatever, and they don't get to see you. But shape up and absolutely. Like, you but, to talk about yourself. But, yeah, and it's a celebration. You're oh, graduate. Sure. Let's yes. celebrate mm-hmm. the seniors who have put in all the time and, and gone through everything. Let's celebrate them, and this is yes. a great thing. So yes. very, very neat. Susan has a I, well, I just have a couple things I want, I want to say. One, it's like the mower coming off the line, you know? <laughs> I mean, we would never tell the people that work at Excel, close your eyes, don't look at that completed thing. And for a parent yeah. to be able to see that, that's huge. Yeah. Yeah. Even a parent that pretends like, oh, you know, I'm not really, but that's huge. Mm-hmm. So first, I want to just thank both of you for working in education. We, we're grateful for thank your you. long, very, long very so. years of service, Jill. <laughs> well, I don't, long. I'm sorry. I did not. I don't mean that. No, but no, haven't no. you spent your entire mm-hmm. career in education? Yeah, this is my 30th year. Yeah, not too many people can say that. Yes, so yeah. I, I want to just say you. thank yeah, you for thank that. You. And Courtney, you started, right? Mm-hmm. Right out of college. Uh, yes. I so, did. yeah, we hope we expect you to <laughs> go the distance. You're locked in. <laughs> But, um, Jill, I know that you guys have a project next week. Would you just say a little bit about the upcoming service day? Because I think people around the community kind of know about that. They see kids moving around. But say a little about that, would you? Uh, Well, that's a long-standing tradition here uh, at Heston Middle School. And uh, it's our community service day. And so, essentially, um, I start working, well, at some point after uh, January, calling different businesses um, and asking whether or not they would need some sort of um, service task or some chores or things like that done. Um, and we get RS groups, so I've got um, 20 different RS groups, and those RS groups go out on uh, the 26th, it'll be this year, uh, for about four, four and a half hours and work. 
Um, and then they reflect on that after why it's important to, to serve others and why it's important to give back to Heston, our community. Yeah, so. and that's that it'll be what, 275 kids? Uh, 286. That's, that is oh, okay. huge yeah. to think yeah. about that many students yeah. together. If you see me Wednesday, I'll be a little frazzled. Okay, <laughs> I, 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 understandable. Sure I, I can, I can understand. Yeah. Out in the world. Well, it's, it's a huge thing. So thank you for You're doing welcome. that. And Courtney, you know, I know that um, there are a lot of emotions with kids as they're mm-hmm. making that transition. And um, sometimes they don't want to let go. Mm-hmm. Because, and, and I think that's good in a way, because it means they felt safe and affirmed and valued and in, and involved here. And, you know, you don't know what the future is going to hold. You, no, you, you don't. You, you, you get, absolutely don't. You get to college and it may or may not be the right fit. I know you guys mm-hmm. work really hard to help people find the, the post-secondary fit. But thank you for journeying and, and for your staff, too. Both of you um, have support mm-hmm. people that work in different ways with you. So thank you for that. Is there any last thing you want to ask was them, just Rusty? Say that I was, no, but I was going to say that I was one of the first that did the community service project oh. back in high school. And I got so sunburned, and it was very well. It was not. Okay, write was, that down, Joe. Yeah, at least it, it was sunny because it, it almost was, rains every single well, year. We, Last year it snowed. Uh, yeah, we <laughs> were. That's right, it did. I've forgotten about that. Oh my we word. Were, we were planting. We were planting trees, and I remember getting so sunburned, and it was so unorganized that. We didn't know where any – no one was at the school. No one was around. Like, what are we going to do? Well, let's go play golf. Okay, oh so we went and played Rusty. golf before practice. Are you kidding and me? We had, we, had planted, like we had planted all our trees. We'd done everything we had. No one was else. Like, go back to the school. And whoever was helping us, they left, and we left. And, well, I guess we're going to go play golf. So okay. we want to play golf. I can so, you it's a little more. I'm sure it is. And yeah. I'm, yeah. I, here's what I'm thinking is yeah. you probably got about two hours that you still owe this community. Yep. So See you, you need to, to you need to connect. <laughs> Yeah. Well, no, because I I made but I made up for the the next year. Okay. I made up for the next year because I shoveled for four hours underneath the interstate and cleaned oh up all that. So okay. So, yeah, all here. right, that's true. Well, I know that um, my good friend Kurt Harder <laughs> took took a group of kids to Andover one time after yeah. the tornado. So okay. there's there's just a a, a great and. Um, culture of serving and you what you're doing is a big part of that so well well thank you very much thank you both appreciate you being here you're welcome to stay and hear how we wrap this up well jackie's got library oh jackie has library stuff so it's up to you You, i mean i always tell people i don't know if you've heard me say this but it's a 30 minute show that goes an hour yeah pretty much you know it's kind of what what our that was that was the original goal was to be 30 minutes minutes. or so i have to pick up up some people from the elementary school at three so i do have a deadline but but let's keep it going brother my, fa- my we'll favorite. My favorite. You wrap yeah. up. My we favorite. Well, thanks. You've got kids. You have people who, <laughs> that care where you are. It just goes with my favorite Thank Douglas Adams quote, and that is, "I love deadlines. I love this whooshing sound they make when they fly by." So, <laughs> so it's true. Thank you so much yeah, for coming yeah, in, guys. Take care. Have a good finish to this. And clears. send Jackie in when when she gets in because we have something else that I want to talk about that I'm okay. really so, really. So really what's your plan about. on the mic? Do you want to get back to a no? One I'm, that really I'm, works. I, I think I've got this one. We're gonna. I can talk loud enough. I have my own mic problems at home. I, I don't know. <laughs> You're not but, laughing. <laughs> oh, no, I was letting it go. <laughs> okay. All right. But here's something that's really, really cool. Tell me about that. Hunt about Heston starts Saturday. I saw that on the Chamber website. Yes. Do I have to leave my house? Who doesn't love a good treasure hunt? So this is an online scavenger hunt where players will go all over Heston to GPS locations okay. using their phone or tablets to take pictures or videos and solve puzzles to in- answer questions to earn points. Tasks can be completed over one day or over the course of Hunt About Heston. It runs from the 22nd to the 30th. Perfect. You can form a team or do this by yourself, and prizes will go to the first, second, and third places, and everyone is entered into prize drawings. So 
find Heston Happening on Facebook to register in the co- the codes. So did are you suggesting that maybe we should form a team or do you just feel like you probably can do it on your own and win the prize? I don't know, but we can maybe figure that out. <laughs> okay. The weekly walk through H Town podcast team. Is it fair for everybody else? We know H Town. True. <laughs> Okay. Maybe not. We, Maybe no. we shouldn't even enter. I'm in. I'm still in. I'm going to okay. do it. Who doesn't like a treasure hunt? I mean, come on. I, oh, one of yes. my favorite things. Yeah, Jackie's in. I, I am. Jack- yes. Actually, okay. yes, I love to write scavenger hunts. That's one of my things. In fact, maybe I should just put that out there. If you need a scavenger hunt written or a skit or a speech yeah. at a wedding, call me. I'm available. <laughs> like, I'm looking for work, people. Okay. Jackie's here. I'll be So, quiet. Jackie, I think we're going to form our own team. We're going to do the hunt about Heston. We, ju- we just decided that now. That's amazing. Okay, I'm in. All right. We're three, in. Like, three-person team. Heck yes. Yeah. Okay. Did, they didn't say there was a limit on, limit on people who could, so... What is going on at the library? Oh, my gosh. Okay, so I came screaming in. Um, We have a lot of really cool stuff happening. We're getting upgrades to our technology. So we've got three new computers coming in. Our wonderful people from Sickles are here today doing lots of fun things. So we'll have three new computers. Summer Library Program is rocking and rolling. Registration is open on our website. Um, We have – oh, so – Penworthy is one of my favorite book publisher companies. They specialize in kids' books. And we just placed a $300 order with Penworthy just in time for Summer Library Program. All of the books are diversity and friendship and acceptance because our Summer Library Program theme all together now. Um, We're really excited about that. We're also really grateful for our business community. So this last week, I was able to hit up, oh, I'd say over a dozen local businesses and they are coming all together now to support Heston Public Library with some really amazing prizes and some really amazing resources. Fun. So, I mean, we've got everything from the Heston Bakery and Cafe is donating, has donated a prize of a four-person picnic. Ooh. So, yes. Yum. Um, that sounds great. We also have Studio 400 that has donated a gift certificate for a mommy and me haircut makeover and a couple of like mom and kid sized hair products. We've cool. got the in nail salon that has donated a besties manicure. So one of the things we're really excited about with this all together now is we don't just have prizes for kids. It is about acknowledging the adults that we want <laughs> to come in and the work that they put in with Summer Library Program. Nice. And so our business community is just unreal. I mean, we are we are thanking our sponsors. Um, I mean, I think we're up to we're up to nearly a thousand dollars in oh, wow. donated. That's very generous, isn't it? And that on is. top of the lions, the thousand dollars that they gave us. Good news! It's it's incredible, and even even something as simple as dryer uh, dryer lawn mm-hmm. is donating all of the rock for our rock painting. Uh huh. It's just fun. Okay. fun deal. Yeah, it's cool ways that you know you wouldn't think of a landscaping company interacting with the library right but But they did but they did and that's that's what makes heston this theme really suit this community absolutely so so that starts so we have our kickoff party which is going to it's a bubble party so we've got a foam machine heston fire and ems Mm -hmm. they are bringing a fire truck out i'm so right 
So that will be on the last Thursday in May. It's going to run from 5 to 7. Okay. Foam machines, sprinklers, bubbles. Pray for warm weather. Okay. Right. So we'll probably right. be talking about that a couple yes, more times couple to remind Yes. Me. So, yeah. What else um, is going on? What else is going on? Oh, this evening is Women's Civic Club. The Civic Club. Mm-hmm. Yes. And we are going to be over at um, the high school this evening packing Emma Creek race packets. Ah, uh, yes. Yes. That's coming up. It is. It's that time. Very quick. So, and, and the library being founded by the Women's Civic Club. Um, we're very involved with the club. Uh, myself and one of my librarians are our leadership members. So for me, when you say what's up with the library, I have to acknowledge Women's Civic Club and what right. what's happening there. Um, other fun and exciting things. I can't think of anything not fun and exciting. We got another book shipment from Baker and Taylor, so we've got new books hitting the shelves. Um, yeah. Could somebody, like if a person volunteered, could there main job be to just look at those books as you unpack them because that sounds so fun to open that up and just look at them we would love for someone to to come in and be like what'd you get today because um, we get book shipments i susan looks like she's I I, she's in i think i, I kind of yeah. want to do that and it's, I think Susan's in. it's really fun um we place a we order about a thousand dollars worth of books every month Yep. So that's awesome. when you come in and you look at our new shelf, that's and, – and here's the even better part. So if you are like, man, they don't have that, or I'd really like to get – I mean, half of our book ordering is based on what our patrons want. Sure. So right. Of course, yeah, you know, I let like us know too. if there's something that you're like, man, I really wish you'd get this, that, or the other. And if we can't – if we don't have it in-house, that mm-hmm. doesn't mean we can't get it. Mm-hmm. Good but deal. It's it is. I love it when a bake when we get the big we'll get a baker and tailor box that's like two feet long by a foot tall and like eighteen inches wide and I'm like, it's gonna be it's a books, good day. Yeah. It's book day. Nice. Okay. Well and people need to get in here and see these new things. Well right. and, and one of the nice things is that it's been one of the challenges with being closed is we've reduced our service hours to the public, which is a hard thing for our community. What that allows us and has allowed us to do is to be able to process these books. Right. A lot of the challenge that we ran into was we simply didn't have the manpower to get these amazing new titles that we had mm-hmm. out on shelves in a timely manner. Sure. And so, so that's a, of, an unexpected benefit of reducing your hours. Yeah. And yeah. it's, it's really challenging to to look at our patrons and say, in order for us to serve you, we can't serve you. Right. Mm-hmm. And and it creates such a a challenging dynamic. But we're excited about the new titles that are coming out. Cool. We're excited about the Penworthy order that's going to be coming in just in time for summer library program. I've got school tours coming up next week. We've got USD 460 kids coming in, nice. learning about summer library program. We're going to do a story time with the little ones. The older ones, we're going to be doing some team building things. Mm, good deal. Yes. Because it fits with all together now. It does. All right. Well. So, yeah. I mean, and, and I just cannot say how encouraged I have been by the business community and their willingness to to support the library and all the amazing things that they, that they have offered up freely um, to come all together now and make SLP 2023 yeah. just Fantastic. Yeah, that's perfect. It well, is. What's, what's uh, got anything else going on no, in sports? No, I mean, we, we covered, I mean, it's a busy day. They're, everything's traveling today. I mean, okay. Were, baseball, softball are away. There's three different golf teams playing today. Oh. 
Tennis is playing tracks in Mound Ridge. It's a busy day if you're a Swather athlete. All it's right. a busy day in Heston every day. Pretty much. I, there's never not a day where that, you're I know. like, Oh and, boy, today's boring. And now we have a treasure hunt. The three of us are going to go in a treasure hunt. <laughs> yeah, we I, might have to cut this podcast short so we can start working. It on doesn't. That. It doesn't start till Saturday at oh, eight o'clock. Okay. And okay. I will say, Saturday we are open from nine to one, so you can come in and take your photo with your favorite book. That is our treasure hunt. So if you oh. come into the library and you cannot find your favorite book, a librarian will be more than happy to help you locate it. And there's an extra little piece of trivia. At okay. the library scavenger hunt. If you can't find it, ask a librarian. But okay. uh, I'm very excited about our two-part treasure hunt here at the well, library. Yeah. So you guys want to do that. That's find Heston Happenings on Facebook and then register because there's codes there that you plug into your phone and that gets everything set up. So I'm all about a treasure hunt. I mean, there was there for a while. Do you guys remember the Heston treasure hunt? Oh, yeah. Yes, the medallion hunt. I no, was the hider. No. That no, not that no. Not there, the medallion oh, hunt. There was there for a while. There was a Heston treasure hunt going on where someone was leaving like a ten dollar prize. Oh yeah, and I don't I know who of, did that, but it was way before COVID. Yeah. it was really oh, cool. Oh, I, I kind of yes, remember okay. that. Yeah, okay. Yep. Yeah, good deal. What's your favorite book? Really fast, and then my favorite book. Do you know? Think about it. What do you have yours like at the tip of your tongue? Yeah, actually, I do. So we have it's it's. Um, a revised version of the giving tree called the the tree with healthy boundaries <laughs> okay it's by lois lowry is uh, that it's who not wrote by giving, Lo- it is that's who wrote no the giving tree was written by shell shell silverstein was who yeah. wrote the giving I'm tree. doing the giver uh, okay go ahead different different concept yeah. but it's uh the tree that set healthy boundaries it's a revised version I of the giving tree it is amazingly hilarious i what think about, i think i'm gonna go with tkmb to Kill a Mockingbird. Yeah. Ooh, good choice. Mine is Solid. The Chocolate War by Robert Cormier. Okay. Written right. in the, I don't know, like late 70s. I taught that to many a ninth grader, including Gene Kimball. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I might not have taught it to Gene. Okay. I hope well, Gene is tuning like in, need, but I bet he's not. Now I feel like I need to come up with something a little bit more intellectual. Um, no, no, no. No, But I, I'm go- after this podcast ends, I'm going to go get my favorite book and take my picture with it Yay. get a jump start on that treasure hunt I, uh, that's cheating but i like it okay what? <laughs> it's only well, cheating if you don't get it's only cheating if you get caught no i shouldn't say what that's is that phrase in baseball if you're not cheating you're not winning <laughs> if you ain't cheating you ain't trying there you go oh my so, goodness yeah. we're gonna go full mlb here pitch timer and all oh, perfect. Get, we're gonna, we're gonna steal <laughs> yeah the no, sign. sell all beer right. through the eighth <laughs> inning because we don't have enough drunks on the road <laughs> All right. On that lovely okay. note. That might be enough to make one of our new favorite <laughs> listeners who told me it's uh, Friday at the KMRS that never misses a podcast. I will not call him out by name because he's also from Nebraska, like the last person I named. Go Big Red. But, but anyway, thanks for all you guys that are listening. Thanks yes. for letting me be on today. Absolutely. Hey, guys, email us, HestonPodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. If you have ideas, any anything we, we think you are – things we should talk about let us know we we love hearing that feedback so i think it's gonna do it for us this week see ya yeah this has been the weekly walk coming from the cup of community the heston public library recorded with podcast equipment sponsored by usw local 11228 for susan lamb i'm rusty witcher saying we will talk to you guys next week